The following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language. Hello and welcome to episode 105 of Yeah, It's That Good. My name is Joel. I'm Martin. And I'm Kevin. This is the show that looks at supposedly good movies and asks the question, is it really that good? And what that boils down to is that we look at movies that are fresh on Rotten Tomatoes and reevaluate that score. Does it really deserve to be that high? Tonight's movie is 2010's I Saw the Devil, directed by Kim Ji-Woon, starring Lee Byung-hun and Che Ming-shik. I Saw the Devil is a 2010 South Korean thriller film. This movie currently holds a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. How about a plot synopsis? Jeng Kyun Chuo is a dangerous... <laughs> Good one. How would you... How would you <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Jang Kyung Chul is a dangerous psychopath who kills for human meat. He has committed infernal serial murders in the diabolic ways that one cannot even imagine. He's victim brain from young women to even children. The police have chased him for a long time, but were unable to catch him. One day, Ju Yeon, daughter of a retired police chief, becomes his prey and is found dead in a horrific state. Her fiancé, Su Yung, a top-secret agent, decides to track the murderer himself. He promises himself that he will do everything in his power to take bloody vengeance against the monster, even if it means that he must become a monster himself to get this monstrous and inhumane monster. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I saw the devil. Tonight's movie was sponsored by Ben. Ben writes in and says, Hello from Australia. The movie I've picked is one of the many awesome thrillers from South Korean cinema called I Saw the Devil. And I know a lot of people will be put off instantly by the subtitles, but don't be a weak man and learn how to read. Wait, does reading make you weak? Yeah. I think so. Absolutely. So we're not supposed to be weak and not read the subtitles? (laughs) Don't learn how to read. I won't list the South Korean movies that you should see, but I'll recommend The Man from Nowhere as well and leave it at that. The reason I picked this movie, even though it's fresh, is because I'm pretty sure no one's seen this and it would be good if you could champion a couple of South Korean movies, seeing as you've already done Old Boy, which is awesome. I'm a big fan of South Korean cinema, so hopefully a couple of people people, maybe you as well, will seek some more of this underappreciated genre. Love the show. Keep the inside jokes coming. They're hilarious. Ben. Okay, I saw the devil. What's your history with this? I've never seen it before. I've never even heard of it. Have you seen the devil? But did you ever dance the devil by the pale moonlight? Have you ever Have you ever met the devil at the crossroads? I've made a deal with the devil. Okay, let's do it. We always do the top of the show. We'll discuss the actors one by one and we'll see how you thought they did. First up, Lee Byung-hung. I am going to mangle, tangle, and strangle these names. Yet again, that's my forte. But you, last week, we had that email. I told you how to say these. Yeah, this one guy's name, not this other guy's. Plus, you can say shik very well. Yeah, from my quattro experience. I know. Well, how'd you think the hero did? I thought Lee really Byung-hung. I thought it was really good. He had a quiet intensity in his eyes, steely yeah. gaze. Yeah. He reminded me of uh, Ryan Gosling in Drive. A lot of empty stares into the distance. Mm, it's good enough. I thought that he was a hot beefcake. He was rude, crude, cool dude. South Korean beef? Great A. Next up, triumphant return from old boy, our, our good buddy, Che Min Chick. I was really glad to have him. He's a great actor. And, uh, you know, I love an evergreen old boy. I thought he was excellent in this. He's really good. Even though there's that language barrier, we don't even know. He could be mangling all the words. Who knows? But the his emo- delivery seemed real good to me. The emotion at the end, especially. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that was intense. Yeah, this guy can act. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. I believe 
believe that he was this psychopath. Monstrous monster? Monst- yeah, he was just like Charlize Theron in Monster. He's constantly drinking monster energy drinks. He was watching Ah Real Monsters. He bought some monster cables from Radio Shack. <laughs> And he overpaid for them. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, that's pretty much it. There's, there's two people in this movie that are worth talking about. Both of them are great. Not bad. I thought all the acting across the board was good in this movie. Yeah, me too. You know, normally this would be the point where I would do the brief history, but the history of this movie is almost non-existent. The only thing noteworthy about this movie is that the Korean Media Ratings Board forced the director to recut the film for its theatrical release, objecting to its violent content. Otherwise, the film would have received a restricted rating, preventing any sort of release in theaters or in home video. Seven cuts were made with the total runtime of removed material between 80 and 90 seconds. I saw the devil. So this movie starts off like a normal movie, which is surprising for once. I guess. I mean, I was going into this with fairly high expectations, I have to admit. Same here. I was told that this was creme de la creme. Well, I didn't hear anything, but it's like, you know, we're we're hot off the heels of old boy. We've seen some of the best that South Korean cinema can offer us. I'm hoping that the streak continues. Yeah, I'm thinking that everything is that's coming out of South Korea is solid gold. Same kind of spoiler warning for old boy with this one. This movie's on Netflix Instant right now as of this recording. Highly recommend you go see that. Yep. Turn this off, go watch that, then come back. Hmm? We'll be waiting for you when you come back. Alright, ready? Go. Alright, so this movie starts off and basically driving around in this car. A woman gets a flat tire. She she calls her husband and as she's on the phone with him, this awfully creepy looking guy shows up to offer assistance. What did you think of the way that they shot being inside of the car. I thought this film was shot beautifully. Beautifully. Yes. This is one of the most beautiful yet horrific films I've ever seen. It's weird how there's so much gore and violence in here yet every scene is beautiful. It's like a work of art. It is literally a work of art. Okay, so this guy pulls up in a school van. I guess in Korea that's what they use? Yeah, I think so. Sure, why not? So she turns on her headlights and there he is, evergreen old boy about to smash (laughs) in the window. (laughs) This scene was was great. When she turned the lights on to reveal him, I, I thought that was great how he was just standing over the car, but you couldn't see him until the light was on. That was very Hitchcock, I thought. It was really good. I was like, oh man, I'm in for something here. Yeah. Is, like These people know what they're doing right now. He's got like a crowbar or something in his hand. He busts the window in and he attacks her as brutally as any attack I've seen in a movie, I think. I mean, he's you see him beat her over the head with that thing. I mean, this is going to sound macabre, but... <laughs> <laughs> when he pulls sick fascination when he pulls her out of this van and they have that aerial bird's eye view and you see this beautiful trail of blood on this perfectly virgin white snow I'm like wow this is beautifully shot but he's dragging a dead body through the snow what is going on in South Korea <laughs> <laughs> That they keep making these movies that are simultaneously beautiful and just brutal to watch. People getting revenge and murder and torturing each other. South Koreans are obsessed with revenge, right? That's obvious. They live and breathe revenge. (laughs) Yeah, North Korea is going down (laughs) one of these days. (laughs) They're expressing themselves through film. 
Okay, so duality of man, right? South Korea, duality of man. Yeah, it's like a giant yin-yang situation right, going right. on up there. <laughs> They're all Taoist priests. <laughs> Every single person is, is a Taoist monk. A monk. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we cut to the villain's secret lair, his dungeon. His kill room. Oh, yeah. And he's got the victim there on the floor. This is the hero's fiance. She's on the verge of death, and she starts begging for her life. I love his reaction. She goes, please don't kill me. Why? It's like really matter of fact. Like, go ahead. Dazzle me. <laughs> Razzle dazzle me with your skills. What do you got? Yeah, why are you so special? Yeah, come on. Why is he killing these people? That's never explained. I think that just goes into the fact that he's such a monstrous monster. Just he, like Charlize just, Theron in Monster. He's just evil. Yeah. He's the devil. He's the devil, yeah. It's weird. He's doing it for fun, but he doesn't look like he's actually having fun. So it turns out just like Bella Swan, she's pregnant, mm. but he's not impressed. Yeah, he just picks up a meat cleaver and chops her head off. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even react to it. He's I guess like, it wasn't impressive enough for him. We go to the next scene. Little E. Honda finds one of <laughs> this girl's ears. This kid was fat. He looked like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fat kid sees like a plastic bag. He's probably like, oh, maybe some food in here. He's like, he's like I'm really hungry. Maybe I could eat this bag. Just like a seagull. <laughs> And hey, well, an e- when when you guys were kids, did you ever find like a bag of porno in the woods or something? Oh, of course. I didn't live near woods. I don't have any woods adventures. To, <laughs> I didn't either, to but I, I found mysterious pornography in the neighborhood before. Just sitting around. I don't know where it came from, but it just it was there. Just a gift from God. <laughs> yeah, it just fell from heaven in the ground. Like, oh my God. When I was 10 or 11 years old, I think 10, I was riding my bike at the park and there was a tree on one of the trails where me and my friends used to ride our bikes by and somebody had left their super secret porno stash back there and I was like inside the tree? No like underneath it in like a spot that was like protected from like rain and stuff and I was like jackpot (laughs) and now here before us stands the man you are today Yeah, the titan of a man that stands before you. As an adult now, thinking back, well, you're like, why did I touch someone else's porn? Uh, oh, it was really cracking and creaking when you pulled the pages apart? Oh, yeah. As an adult, It was still moist. As an adult, I go, back, I go back and I'm like, there was some really sick person that had porn in the woods. Some very, very sick person. But what, what I know, I was a little kid. Okay, so the kid finds his ear. The entire, you know, South Korean South Korea was, in, was, was involved in locating the rest of her body. 40,000 investigators were in on this. Yeah, they were tr- combing the river and hills and dales and blah, blah, blah. Yes, yeah, so they're searching through. There's some one guy, he's he's walking through the little shallow river. He sees something. It's a little weird. He pokes it with a stick, which <laughs> is clearly the first thing you should do when you think there's a dead body. To reveal her, the, the young girl's head. These investigators are bumbling buffoons. The one guy trips <laughs> and it falls, falls in front of her husband. <laughs> <laughs> that was like way too comical, right? That just felt so out of place in this <laughs> movie. <laughs> oh, it's like they were bumbling the head around like they were juggling it. I thought this movie was pretty interesting because they go back and forth like from gruesome violence, but there's some genuinely funny parts in this movie. Like I laughed a bunch of times in this. Yeah. Why were the photojournalists allowed to just like run in on this investigation? Yeah, you call yourself a 
of a human being. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what is happening here? There and were then, also like a thousand of them. Yeah, where did they come from? How were they, in, like, did, did did the kid call up, like, the news before he called up the police? Yeah, they, he called up TMZ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all standing around the cubicles after this. <laughs> now our hero, he's got nothing to live for, and he swears for revenge. Kevin, if that was you, you've got a wife. Mm-hmm. How would you react? Same way. This guy has laid out the blueprint for me to follow in the event <laughs> that this ever occurs. Martin, revenge? I'm anti-revenge. Anti-revenge? Mm, very anti-revenge. So you're pro-violence and killing and murder. Absolutely. Well, our hero is completely destroyed. He's on the warpath. He wants to get revenge. He takes two weeks off from work. And before just he- Just two weeks. Just, he said, I only need two weeks. That's all. He gets a little GPS tracker from one of his buddies on the force and he's off. All he needs are some leads. He has their four possible people that could be the killer. And with this information, he goes off, off and running. Okay, I want to say something about this next scene that we get to because in the past two months, I think that we've seen maybe 4,000 masturbation scenes. But before that, there were none. Yeah, I've noticed (laughs) that too. I thought about that. What is happening? Well, both are South Korean movies. (laughs) It's a big part of their society. Revenge and masturbation. The cornerstones. The cornerstones of South Korea. They vengefully masturbate. (laughs) I'll show him. Uh, Suspect number one. Our hero goes to interrogate him, but he's a little unorthodox interrogation methods. He goes into this guy's apartment. Martin, I know you can appreciate this, but one of our greatest fears come to life? Getting attacked while you're jerking off? (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine a scarier sight. Getting attacked while I'm dropping a deuce. Which is number one for me. That's my greatest fear. Don't worry. We got you covered on this one. (laughs) Well, okay. Well, uh, Kevin, what'd you think? We walk in on this guy feverishly masturbating to censored pornography. (laughs) What a dork. Yeah, I think even Batman would hold back for a few minutes. Let that that finish up, right? (laughs) Let this guy finish up. I feel bad for this guy. Does South Korea not have exposure to the Bang Bros? Clearly not. That's not a country I could ever live in. Then. <laughs> Aren't they world famous? <laughs> <laughs> Well, this guy is going to town and our hero <laughs> barges in, starts choking him out. and But the masturbator really loves it. Autoerotic. <laughs> well, he interrogates him and he... David Carradine's him. Yeah, he finds out that he's not, you're not the man I'm looking for. And he grabs a monkey wrench <laughs> and bashes, you know, goes full, goes full nutcracker on him. His testicles explode yeah. when he when they get hit with that wrench. Walnuts. Ken, what's your, what's your take on this? It was surprising. <laughs> Let me ask you guys about this. Some of the women in the audience listening to this may not be familiar with this phenomenon, but men's testicles are all psychically linked I, to each other. I felt pain when this man had his testicles hurt. Every single man has injured their delicates at some point in their life, and they know the <laughs> agony and the ecstasy that comes with <laughs> a blow of the nuts. That has not been my experience, getting <laughs> Just, hit the nuts. There's no ecstasy involved. It's you the weirdest, on ecstasy? It's the weirdest feeling. You'll ever get. Yeah, describe it, Kevin. You've been there. No, you can't. It, there's no it, it words. It feels like to there's an empty the pit in your stomach. There's some nerve in your nuts that literally paralyzes you when it gets hit. Yeah, you just fall to the ground like you've been shot. <laughs> You right? might as well have been shot, right? You're yeah. completely incapacitated. And that's just like a slight kick. This guy had it <laughs> pummeled. His balls were pummeled with a monkey wrench. 
I mean, I, I, I would have preferred to have gotten hard candied. Oh, I then have it, what I'll, happened to this guy. I'll pick it up what you're putting down. Yeah. Well, what I was saying is that when other men witness a man getting hit down there, something weird happens where like you feel it too. Like you have this sympathetic you feel, pain. Yeah, yeah it's you've had this happen, right, Kevin? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, Many times. I'm, I'm having it right now, thinking about it. Did you guys experience it while watching this Absolutely. scene? Absolutely. I definitely like shifted around a little bit in my seat. <laughs> yeah. Readjusted yourself a little bit. Yeah, it's just it's unsettling. Okay, so while our hero's out and about just murdering random people, <laughs> old evergreen old boy is picking up more chicks. Yeah, this guy, he's killing a woman a night. That's what they made it seem like. Yeah. Not only that, but I mean, in a few scenes, you're going to realize that there's like the guild of serial killers. <laughs> like, what is happening in this town? Yeah, there's some sick people. Yeah, it really makes you think like, wow, these people exist. This guy is completely heartless. He has no emotions, no empathy whatsoever for people. Mm -mm. What do you think of this character? He's a sociopath. Yeah, I mean, it's realistic. There's people like this out there. Yeah, they're- Unfortunately. They're psychopaths. They do exist. And it's not, it's not even their fault, which is- Scary? The scary thing. They're born that way. Yeah, I mean, whatever reason, whether they're, you know, born with some, something wrong with them or their life experiences have turned them that way there are evil people in the world unfortunately it's the way it is our hero is going around with the files that were given to him by the police chief who happened to be his wife's father and he's just crossing these possible suspects off visiting them torturing them killing them whatever this guy's you guys do what you gotta do this guy's turning into a real monster it's pretty monstrous monster <laughs> But what can he do? He's, he's trying to get a job done. He's trying to fill that pain, trying to ease the suffering. He should call off. Peaches. Yeah, he, she <laughs> knows how to get rid of pain, right? Yeah, so we fast forward and the hero finds the villain. The villain has kidnapped a 12-year-old girl or something. He's got a schoolgirl now. He was seconds away from raping her. He's in, I guess, his personal greenhouse. Yep, and then the hero shows up. Was anyone else surprised that these two were face-to-face so early in the movie? Yeah. I was, was, yeah. I was shocked. I was like, whoa, where is this movie going? This isn't This isn't just your typical... No, it wasn't... Revenge thriller here. Yeah, because if there's one thing I know about you, Kevin, is that you love the most dangerous game. Men hunting other men. Who doesn't? You can't get enough of that. Absolutely. So I thought there was going to be a lot of that, like, drawn out, but we yeah. never did. Yeah, because there's that fourth suspect. We never got to see him. Nope. This movie's breaking all, all the formulaic thriller rules. Yeah, like, you'd expect this whole movie to be him tracking this guy down and... And then a, a big finish at the end. Where they yeah, that'd be in a, the American thriller would do it like that. South Koreans know what they're doing. This is great. This is something different. Yeah, so they have this big brawl where the hero is using his fists and the villain has a scyther. Yeah, he <laughs> summoned his Pokemon. Yeah, he, he, he brought his, <laughs> his Kabutops and his scyther and they... Uh, they, they battled it out. This fight scene was awesome. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, it was very artistic, but it was choreographed really well, but it was also real. Our hero grabs this guy's head and starts violently bashing it against a rock. I don't know how he didn't kill him. That would kill someone, right? I thought he was dead. He's not dead. Then our hero picks up the rock and is about to just dash his skull like Cain and Abel. Like Dash Rendar? A really awkward turning radius to bash his skull in. And he's like, you know what? Revenge is a dish best served cold. So he decided <laughs> to put him in the dirt pit that he was going to, I guess, bury this girl in. Okay, what did he put in his mouth? A tracking device? Yeah, it was yeah. the GPS chip. What was that white, creamy yeah, liquid? What, what was that? It, it, it looked suspiciously like the hot protein throat coat that we drink before every episode <laughs> here. Yeah, it's that bad. Freshly squeezed. <laughs> 
the hero just lets him go. Like, in any other movie, it would have killed him and that would have been it. That would be the end of the movie. But instead, the villain wakes up. He's in shock that he's still alive. And on his chest is an envelope. When he opens the envelope, there's money inside. Like, what's going on here? The, the hero is, like, rewarding him or he wants him to keep going. It's crazy. What were you thinking, Kevin? Yeah, I was. I didn't know what to think. I was like, wow, I have so many questions right now. Like, where is this movie going? It's, like, half over at this point. We're, like, an hour in, right? Well, so the villain escapes and he's mangled and tangled. He's walking down the street and he gets picked up by a taxi. And Crazy taxi. Yeah, it's crazy taxi. It's BD Joe. He's in there. <laughs> so the taxi picks him up. It's like midnight or something. So there aren't supposed to be taxis on the road. And it's this weirdo driving the taxi and this even weirder guy in the back. And uh, the villain, he gets a sense that something's up. And immediately he knows that these two guys are trying to rob him. The guy in the back seat is about to pull out his knife. His, his shank piece. <laughs> And luckily, I guess luckily, our villain pulls out his knife. So now there's three knives out simultaneously, and it's a big, it's a big knife party in the cab. Yeah, They're Brazilian just, knife fighting. Yeah, and everybody is just knifing. Every- there is, there is. This- he stabs them fifty trillion times, right? <laughs> There is this gorgeous shot of the camera rotating around the interior of the car while he is just slaughtering these two guys like pigs. I felt really conflicted here because I was thinking like, oh, I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. I was rooting for the villain murdering these two crooks. Yep. I thought this was so cool like the way he just slaughtered those guys. What'd you think of this? Like, I didn't know what this movie wanted me to do here. Part of me was like, this is incredible. This is a phenomenally well shot and extremely intense and rewarding thing. I was being rewarded for watching this. I was like, this is great. They glorified the hell out of this murder. Oh yeah. It was it was like <laughs> it was the most romantic murder I've ever seen. It was it, that's really what it was like. It yeah, was, I was like, crying. I was like, oh, this is beautiful. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't like this guy. He's a monstrous monster. It's like these guys are wannabe killers, but they just met like the Rembrandt, like the real like, <laughs> like Picasso. They were so out of their league when it came to this guy. This is a real killer. Why are there criminals and killers at every turn? That's what South Korea is like. Is it? <laughs> That's literally my next note. A lot of murderers in South Korea, huh? <laughs> he just dumps these bodies on the side of a hill. Our hero stumbles upon them. He literally tra- <laughs> He's using stumble upon. Click, click, click. He also checked it on Foursquare. <laughs> and uh, in my mind, it's why did he let this murderer go? Because if I saw this, I'd be like, oh, wow, I just inadvertently killed three people, right? Not out for justice, right? He's not the Batman. He's not Batman. Even though He's the Batman d- did get revenge. He's specifically for revenge. All he cares about is punishing this person. I don't think he cares about what happens to anybody else. No, not at all. Okay, so Evergreen Old Boy goes to... <laughs> I'm going to keep calling him that. <laughs> he, he, he goes to the doctor to get his... His wrist is shattered, so I guess he's getting it to put in a cast. And he's getting his head wound treated. And the doctor, I guess, talks to him in like a very... Condescending. Condescending way. It makes him very subordinate. And he... He, he just schools him. He's like, you better shut the hell up, bro. Give me your glasses. And I'm like, man, people in South Korea are really docile. Because if, if that happened in Manhattan, the doctor would probably just punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> After he, I guess, kind of verbally assaults and threatens this doctor, he sees it pretty hot. And it's, she is very good looking. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, what a lech. <laughs> I got a I got a little thing going on right now for the Asian persuasion. Ah, a true pervert. <laughs> That's how you know you're a true pervert. <laughs> it's a true pervert. You've reached the height of perversism. 
What? He's like, so what's going on, babe? You ever do it? Do you know how to do it? You got a boyfriend? I can't. I don't believe it if you don't. I'm gonna, and then I'm like, all right, where is this going? Is he going to rape her? He's putting the sweet moves on her. You're right. He's got some real good pickup lines. Well, he. he do you know her. how to do it? <laughs> yeah, that's how I got my girlfriend. <laughs> that, I cornered her in the back and I was like, hey, do you know how to do it? You got a boyfriend? <laughs> Once the villain gets this girl in the back of the office, locks the door, clearly he had just watched the last boy scout the night before because he pulled the move from that movie on this girl he's got the girl cornered in this room he makes her strip she's clearly very uncomfortable taking off her clothes she takes all her clothes off and our villain he forces her to perform oral sex so back-to-back oral sex movies can somebody explain (laughs) this to me why do guys in movies force oral sex on like is that dangerous yes yeah i was thinking you're putting your penis in someone's mouth forcibly that's like putting your penis in a bear trap and being like all right don't you know i hope it doesn't go off i always come back to andy dufresne nice but luckily our hero hero <laughs> yes our hero <laughs> who who are we talking about <laughs> yeah i don't which, know which, who's the hero which one i don't know <laughs> which which was the hero so he had of course he had the gps tracker he's listening the whole time he knows that this guy's about to strike again so he he breaks in and he once again starts beating the crap out of this guy just pummeling him yeah yeah, he does a little irreversible action of his own. He's got a fire extinguisher. He's blasting him with it. This is now, this scene is the most uncomfortable scene for me in this movie. How so? I feel like the Achilles tendon is a very sensitive oh, area. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay, so he then wrestles this guy to the ground after he bashes his face with a fire extinguisher. He puts him in the walls of Jericho. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> yes, Y2J was there. <laughs> he lifts this guy's leg up, puts the scalpel right through the back of the small of his ankle between the tibia and his Achilles tendon. Yeah, he's like jiggling it around. Something comes out of that wound that is not blood. I don't know what it is, but it's some kind of clear yellowish liquid that I'm guessing is plasma of some sort. And he just kind of saws back through this person's Achilles tendon. That looked like it hurt, bro. That was hardcore. Yeah, I was cringing. This made me sick to my stomach watching this. This was max hardcore. So after he brutally tore this guy and lets him go again. I started to wonder, is he getting revenge or is he trying to rehabilitate him? No, revenge. That actually crossed my mind here. It's like, hmm, maybe that's like the master plan because he's always striking when he's about to rape somebody or something. Maybe it's like negative reinforcement or something like that. I thought he was trying to get some of that, but I also thought that he was trying to make him feel empathy to get him to- Yeah, that too, to finally feel something. To correlate his actions with suffering. And it just, it, it doesn't spoiler alert psychopaths can't feel empathy i don't think that's really like like which is why the whole premise of this movie makes no sense if this guy works for the chief of police i i think basic you know police training would let you know that a psychopath or a sociopath is physically incapable of feeling empathy well i guess there's something wrong with them that's all rolled into the futility of revenge right right it's just meaningless it's like you're trying to do something you're not gonna accomplish anything. anything and you'll never get it it can't happen the villain goes to visit his like high school buddy or something i don't even know what high school did they go to? So they're having dinner together. This is the same high school. This is the Evergreen Old. Yeah, old they're both they're Evergreen Old Boys because they're all they, they're all murderers, right? <laughs> <laughs> the entire school. <laughs> It's like Battle Royale. Yeah. <laughs> They'll kill people. Yeah, so he's hanging out with his friend, and they're having dinner, and it turns out his friend, he's the Korean Alfred Packer, <laughs> and 
he's chowing down. I knew that that was human being. They didn't have to say it. I, I knew it was. I, I saw it was raw. I'm like, there's only one meat that's best served raw. Yeah, it turns out uh, our buddy's friend is a cannibal. He's lost his mind from, I mean, it's insinuated that he has some kind of like scion. He's got like mad cow disease or something. Yeah, prion sickness, right? Yeah, he's eating human flesh right there. And and the villain is like, aren't you tired of eating this? Which implies <laughs> that he's been eating humans for years and years and years. Yep. What if you went to like a dinner party and it was like, oh, this this meat is so juicy. And then at the end, the, the host says, look, you ate a person. What, the scene from Hannibal? No. I'm t- Where they're having for, the dinner party? Yeah, or Rocky Horror. I, how do you react to that? I don't even know how you react to that. Vomit, right? Do you vomit or do you in shock? You induce vomit. Yeah, I guess I'd have to induce vomiting. But the whole time you're ranting and raving about how delicious it was. I don't know that I'd eat something without knowing what it is first. I've seen you eat mystery meat. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. I think you have. Okay, well, it had to be like in a hamburger or something to, to fool me. <laughs> Let's say that. Now I know. Let's say that you kill someone who weighs 150 pounds. Probably 75 to 80 pounds of that are not use, useful for eating. So you, I see even more than that, yeah, probably, prob- right? Pro- probably 100. There's probably only 50 pounds of meat, but 50 pounds of meat? <laughs> How long does it take you to eat 50 pounds of food? It takes a while. It's true. Like, it's it, true. It, it was insinuated that this guy is going through, like, a person a day. <laughs> Yeah, well, the hero gets in, he he stealthily sneaks into the house, like Solid Snake, and gets into a fight with the cannibal. Man, people in this movie get just destroyed. Destroyed. Like, their head gets bashed. <laughs> and they live. How does that even happen? The, the serial killer gets beaten, like bludgeoned, with this heavy metal object. 40, 50, 60 blows to the body, head, body again. And he's just like, oh, and kind of passes out. He should be a pulp of just goo on the ground, right? He should be, like, absorbing into the car. Uh, this guy's too tough. I, I would guess that if someone got hit as hard as he was getting hit in the head with something metal like that, it would probably only take five to ten blows to kill them. If if that. If you get a lucky shot, you could probably kill someone with one, one blow. Yeah, for sure. Well, anyway, we fast forward to later and once again, the cycle starts over where the hero patches up the villain and lets him go. But this time the villain one-ups the hero where he distracts him and while the hero's distracted he uh, has a little diarrhea and finally excretes this GPS tracker that's inside of him. I thought this scene was very reminiscent of Saw, where he's digging through his own feces to find the GPS tracker. Kevin, that was no mere turdlet in that toilet. <laughs> no, he uh, he took some laxative to get that out, so it was uh, pretty creamy, wet, juicy. It was like a few days worth of uh, backup. You like that Korean style toilet? Yeah, it's it pretty cool looking. Yeah, don't get that on this side of the pond. Well, anyway, so now the table have turned, right? The balance of power has completely shifted because the hero can no longer track the villain. So yeah, that's it. He's lost He's lost his GPS tracker. He doesn't know where this guy is. So he heads to the hospital. He's going to interrogate the cannibals. He's talking to him. He's trying to find out some information. He proceeds to rip the guy's mouth open and basically create the Joker. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. That was crazy. The cannibal starts laughing at the hero. And the hero's like, oh, you think that's funny? I'll give you a permanent smiley face, <laughs> grabs his mouth like Kratos and God of War, just like rips it open. Amazing. Kevin, what'd you think? Another thing that made me like sick to my stomach almost. <laughs> I mean, this is really realistic and gross. 
this this guy would be a great joker though right like he's insane from eating people so would you say that all these people are monstrous monsters think about it <laughs> so now the tables have turned and the villain's gonna get some revenge he tracks down the hero's dead fiance's dad and just goes to town on this guy this is a great workout scene yeah he picks up his uh, dumbbell <laughs> he does a couple curls and bashes his old man's skull open with a dumbbell Whew. really gruesome again that's a terrible thing to get hit in the face with <laughs> and then the daughter comes home and uh, whew, things aren't gonna turn out too well for her that, this was the only jump scare in this movie right when he runs and kind of like Goldberg spears her yeah that what? was that was really tense though when she's like slowly making her way into the house yep and you didn't know what was gonna happen that was really tense I was on the edge of my seat a few times in this movie well anyway so this movie all culminates with the hero capturing the villain and they have one last face off in this abandoned warehouse the hero wants the villain to repent he has him t- like hog tied to the stump and above him is a guillotine this and- is stupid this whole exercise is dumb yeah this is like jigsaw came in from saw and wrote this scene or something it's not just the scene is dumb what he's trying to do is stupid it won't happen yeah he wants him to repent like he burns a cigarette on this guy's head and blah 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 all this and, and all this stuff but the villain he just looks at him and he goes you know it's like fear i don't know what that is pain what's that i don't know i'm never gonna feel that you've already lost what do you think you've beat me i i killed your fiance your child everybody there's nothing you can possibly do to me you've lost give up what's the point you think he's right what do you think kevin he's absolutely right this whole movie about revenge is about something that just can't happen he can't get revenge on this guy this guy is a, is insane it's like getting revenge on the joker it wouldn't do any it, would, it wouldn't mean anything it wouldn't do anything you're not gonna change him the hero he finally gives up and he says i hope you suffer even after you're dead or something like that whatever that means he puts a uh a rope in his mouth and the only thing stopping the villain from having his head chopped off is the fact that he has this rope in his mouth right mm-hmm. like he's holding back the the blade of the guillotine yep. earlier in the movie we found out that this guy he used to be a normal person i guess when he was younger yep. he had a son and his parents his parents were hilarious by the way they were cracking me up mm-hmm. in this movie they're great the hero summoned the the family members to witness the execution and when they show up at this warehouse it's for the one moment you get to see like a brief flash that this guy might feel something like he doesn't want his son to see this mm-hmm. and he's freaking out and the door is also hooked up to the guillotine and the little boy and the old lady they open the door and that guillotine comes down on that guy's head so hard the effect here of him getting his head chopped off I thought was perfect yeah better than most horror movies that I've seen this done in and our, our hero is walking down the road he's listening to this on his headset he hears this guy being murdered and it has the complete opposite effect that you would think a guy getting revenge would have you'd think he'd like be jumping up and down being like yes and doing dancing a jig like the last boy scout <laughs> or something but instead what happens to him he just keeps walking down the road I mean he smiles a little bit but he has a complete emotional he has breakdown. a mental breakdown he starts crying he starts bawling and then he drops to he essentially <laughs> bowls over and like kind of doubles over and Fetal like position. in complete agony he's in complete mental agony yeah it like d- destroyed him he killed himself he monster a monstrous monster he's a monstrous monster Kevin <laughs> this guy's a monster <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's I Saw the Devil. Okay, let's find out what the real critics have to say about this movie. 
senseless and inane sicko revenge pick. Dennis Schwartz owes this world movie reviews. After a while, the sheer length and repetitiousness of the film begins to feel pornographic in the dullest sense. Liam Lacey, Globe and Mail. And finally, director Kim Ji-Woon is a born filmmaker, even if this script is unworthy of his efforts. Okay, guys, this movie currently holds a 79% around tomatoes, but is it really that good? Yeah, I think it is that good. I think that's pretty accurate. Movie's gorgeous. The acting is great. And the story is interesting. You know what? This is another movie that makes me ask myself questions. It, it, it forces me to think. And those are my favorite kind of movies. Is this something that was like a game changer for me? Was it something that I'm going to continue to reference over and over again? Probably not. But it was definitely way above average. Would you yeah. recommend this, people? Yeah, I would. I would definitely recommend this. In fact, but there's a, with a caveat, there's a specific type of person that I think. High school kid. Boy. Yeah, yeah boy. This, 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 man, can you imagine if we saw this in high school? We would have loved it, right? For sure. Like, I'm not going to show this a girl to a girl that I'm on a date with and be like, <laughs> come on, baby. <laughs> check out. I saw the devil. Check out. I saw the devil. Like, that's that's not happening. But high school Martin would have went crazy for this movie. So I definitely enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm going to give it a solid four out of five. Yeah, for me, yes, this movie is that good. I'm going to give this a real light four. It's not, I, I still prefer old boy. If I'm going to compare the, the breadth of South Korean cinema, which is now two movies in my world. <laughs> okay. But this was a really, really good movie. This was professionally made, well acted. It was beautiful. It had a good story. I do think it went on a little too long. This movie clocked in at almost two and a half hours. 220 something. And that, that's, that's a long movie. It's got to be really worth your time to be that long of a movie. I think it probably could have been a little shorter, but I really had no expectations going into this. I didn't know what this movie was even about, and I was pleasantly surprised. I walked away very happy having seen this. Okay, as for me, is it really that good? Yeah, I enjoyed this movie a lot. I'm going to go with a four out of five. It had me at the edge of my seat. I initially wanted to watch this movie in two parts because I started watching it really late, and I was going to say, oh, I'll turn it off and then watch the rest tomorrow. That did not happen. I could not pull myself away. This thing was captivating. It had me from beginning to end. So violent, yet so beautiful. This is a great movie. Definitely worth seeing. Check it out. I'm glad I saw it. Oh, yeah. For sure. Definitely. Okay, let's read some listener mail. Kevin writes in and says... Hey, right. I have really been enjoying your podcast. Here's a question I have been meaning to ask for a long time. Kevin, let us say that you have a young child and you and your wife want to go out for the evening. The only people available to watch your child are Joel and Martin. Who do you leave your child with, Joel or Martin? You have to choose, Kevin, and explain why as well. I would definitely choose Martin. He's by far the more responsible person. That's it? What, what else is there? Have you, Joel, have you ever taken care of a child? I had a Tamagotchi once. <laughs> That counts, right? That's essentially no. the same thing. Yeah. No. I mean, it died. You had like, a Tamagotchi? We all did. Everybody did. Get out of here. Yeah, every My 10-year-old girl one. did. Listen, you don't get Digimon without Tamagotchi, right? You got to start somewhere. Wait, are Tamagotchis like learner Digimon? Digimon, digital monsters. I had a... Monsters, <laughs> digital monsters. Monsters are the champ. Yeah, listen, <laughs> I had a Furby. That's similar, right? <laughs> worse. Is it? You had a Furby? I did. <laughs> taught it to curse. Yeah. Do you, do you want this man to watch your child now? <laughs> I taught my Furby how to curse. <sighs> And, uh, hey, I've taken care of infants before. Changed diapers. There's pictures of me on Facebook holding babies. <laughs> I remember my high school girlfriend had a Tamagotchi, and in the middle of a movie, she was, like, taking care of me. Oh, yeah. Like, this is disgusting. <laughs> I thought you broke up right then and there. <laughs> this is disgusting. 
You disgust me. That's what I said to her. Okay. Vivek writes in and says, so I did a little research to find out more about the Shredder shotgun shells. Kevin. Finally. And I found out that the specific name is made up, but explosive shotgun shells are possible. In reality, you can put basically anything you want in a shotgun shell if it'll fit. Check out this great article, which has some more great info, like putting a mini stun gun in a shotgun shell or magnesium to make your own flamethrower shotgun. Love the show. Keep the great work. Oh, so those were probably C4 filled shredders. <laughs> yes. That's terrifying. <laughs> you can put anything you want in a shotgun shell. Oh, Kevin, Miles writes in with a little rebuttal for Jordan after last week's shocking indictment. Thank goodness. Miles himself says that we don't have to read this, but we've all read it here. We have. The Yes, the Bad Circle. Oh, yeah. And Miles definitively debunks every claim. Yeah. Kevin, is his status still intact? Absolutely. It was never in question. <laughs> Look, as far as I'm concerned, Miles has a... Unblemished F- track record. Unble- he has a FBI-level ballistics specialist grade, in my opinion. Yeah, he's a trainer at Quantico right now. He's, <laughs> he's showing them how it's done. Okay, Rio writes in and says, Dear yes, that bad guys, but most specifically Kevin. What is all these Kevin questions these days? Huh? Boy, was I upset when I heard that Kevin was an Arsenal fan. As a fellow football junkie, I follow all the big European leagues, Spain, Germany, England, Italy, but Premier League is the one I watch the most because it is most readily available. The reason I have such a disdain for Kevin's Arsenal fandom is because I am a fan of the other North London team, Tottenham Hotspur. Boo! As a Hotspur fan, I am going to have to actively hate Kevin because my love for Spurs just runs that deep. Love the show, been listening since the very beginning, and I think you guys are doing a great job. There you go. I do have to say, even though it is goes against my nature as an Arsenal fan, I do kind of root for Spurs because they have Clint Dempsey, who's the best American soccer player in the world. Okay, guys, this is a super important question, and we're all qualified to answer it. Jay writes in and says, So, I've been listening to your podcast, and I have a couple questions. I'm in film school, and a buddy of mine talked to me about starting a podcast doing bad film reviews, and I'm wondering if there are any licenses I'm required to have to do reviews on a podcast. Yeah, we both had to do what? I mean, I had to take a six-month learner course. So did you. It was like an immersion course, right, where we had to watch bad movies nonstop. We're all accredited here. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get accredited, we're licensed teachers. Yeah. And we- for a very small sum of money, <laughs> we will be happy to provide you with the necessary certificate. Yeah, we're a governing body officially, right? Yeah, I think so. We didn't start out that way. We had to work our way up. But, you know, it's been a few years, a few tears, a few jeers. A couple of leers. Yeah, we stared really hard at each other. <laughs> The whole point of podcasting is that any Joe Schmo can do it. So much so that Steve Jobs himself, before he died, gave podcasts a big thumbs down and did like a, a fart noise <laughs> at an interview when someone asked him about it. Steve Jobs I'm did not the joking. Exact same thing that Martin Luther did on his deathbed. He's like, I regret inventing podcasts at any time. Wait, yeah, he, he trashed podcasts? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody asked him about it, and he was quoted saying that people don't want to waste their time with amateur hour. They want real movies from Hollywood and real TV shows. He doesn't like podcasts, or he did it before he died. He's not making money on it. Exactly. Oh, Which well. is funny because they pushed so hard, and like uh, podcasts were a big feature of iTunes. And yeah, well, not... back when they didn't have all the content. Exactly. Well, that's not the case anymore. How visionary was he really? <laughs> oh! Yeah, yeah he's a real... He's a clown. 
<laughs> I mean, they got Ashton Kutcher to play him in a movie. How important yeah, could he be? Seriously. Punk. <laughs> Okay, and finally, Susan writes in and says, when is Kevin Jr. Jr. due? Oh, that's a really question. Why would somebody Whenever. believe that? Why, why, yeah, what, what, where would anybody get that insinuation? What makes you think that? <laughs> it's almost as if I was bringing it up nonstop in every episode. <laughs> I love how angry you are. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> You got, lot, you got some nerve. Thanks for those emails, guys. If you want to contact us, you can reach us at yeahitsthatbad at gmail.com. Okay, now it's time to announce next week's movie. I've been waiting for this for a very long time. The moment we saw the trailer for this movie in the theater, Kevin, we knew we were destined to see this movie for the podcast. I'm talking, of course, of the classic Transformers ripoff Battleship. Oh, no. I can't wait. This was a yeah, it's that bad movie in the making from the start. I remember when we saw the preview for this movie and I was like, I can't wait to do it for the show. This is it. Everything about this movie screams bad movie. It's all been working up to this, right? Yeah. Our, our whole lives have been working up to this yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah, this is the spearhead of our purpose. All right, prepare yourselves. Next week, we'll be reviewing Battleship. It'd probably be more fun to talk about our Battleship games, Joel, we would have in Spanish class in high school. Oh, man. Oof. Probably a better story than what this movie's going to be. Okay, thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Those five-star reviews really do help with the show. Please help spread the word of the show to all your friends by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash yeah it's that bad. You can follow the show on Twitter at yeah it's bad. You can follow Marty at yeah, it's Marty. You can follow Kevin at yeah it's Kev. And you can listen to the show on all your mobile devices via Stitcher. You can get that at stitcher.com. Once again, thanks for listening to the show. See you next time. Did you guys experience it while watching this Absolutely. scene? Absolutely. I definitely like shifted around a little bit in my seat. <laughs> yeah. Readjusted yourself a little bit? Yeah, it's just, it's unsettling. What does it sound like? Is it the sound of settling? Ba, ba, ba. This is the sound of settling. Ba, ba. <laughs>